Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. After promoting Slutty Dave to first mate, our heroes are off to free boots from enslavement aboard a ghost ship. But will they find the ghostly vessel in the drifts? Can they scrounge the magical supplies required to battle the spirits? Will Butthole visit that weird temple already? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. And that, dear friends, was how Slutty Dave became the greatest first mate the seas had ever seen. So then, uh, Slutty Dave's first mate, so I'm like, ship's cleric, listen, I don't want to tell you what to do, Captain, but I'm just saying, (laughs) the goddess suggests to me that perhaps Slim Jim should be our cannoneer for the next little while since that was Dave's post and has now been vacated. Yes. I mean, I'd be happy to hold it down till, till we get boots back. Of course. Congratulations, Slim Jim. Thank you, ship's cleric. It's going to be an honor working with you. It's going to be an honor working alongside you, my friend. In equal but different positions. <laughs> Yours arguably more important, but mine in the realm of the soul. And then Slutty Dave's like, hey, we're all friends here. We all work for the captain. And then he doffs his door hat and goes back to work. <laughs> I knew I made a right choice with that one. Ah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> snarf, snarf. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we got that sorted out. Um, <laughs> Quinn hated that. I was, just, I was just kind of staring, like yeah. kind of in awe at what transpired. I like to imagine that Quinny was secretly just directing the boat to where they both said to go <laughs> because that's eventually where you needed to be. Yeah. I 100% do not understand human interaction still. These are not normal humans. I swear. Okay. These people, there's something wrong I'm with them. I'm so confused. <laughs> I, w- I just want to say as a human, I think that's racist. Uh, I got to say as a human, that's uh, that's pretty par for the course for us. <laughs> Ship pulls up to the coast. Yeah, I'm, I'm driving the fucking boat. I'm not engaging with these people. So um, you pull up to the coast and uh, you pull the dinghy that butthole was putting off the side of the boat back on. I was just preparing it so we could go here. No one else knows my internal monologue. <laughs> Great. Um, so you row ashore and you approach the temple of the Forgotten God. Now this temple, to modern understanding, this would be like sort of more of an Aztec step temple rather. So several layers, large staircases going up either side. This is unlike any temple that you guys have seen in Faerun so far. Alan, you've read about these sorts of temples, but it's always been very kind of like mythological, like, oh, perhaps somewhere out there. Okay. Uh, so it's pretty exciting, but as the captain pointed out, it's pretty picked over. Like, you know, it's it's like a, a tourist temple that you could visit in Mexico where it's like, oh, cool, but it's well-worn and clearly tourists have been kind of coming and going. There's an entrance uh, on the north side that's fairly well-known. What do you do? I'm going to look down at Goblin Jr., and I'm like, hey, buddy, you've done some great hunts before. I want to know, are there any secret entrances? Can you find any hidden rooms? Is there anything like that smells like holiness? Like, I need to know more about this god. Like, do your best. And then I'm going to scan around, I guess. I, I, I wait for him to report, or I'll go with the group if they're going with the group. What are the rest of you doing while Goblin Jr. goes in to investigate? You're certainly welcome to go and investigate on your own. And it's clear that many people have come and gone from this temple? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a temple on a pirate island. So pretty yeah. much the first pirate who set foot on this island raided the hell out of right, this right. temple. Okay. I'm going to take a knee and just pray, you know? 
We should wait till Goblin Jr. comes back. <laughs> Butthole, as you prayed, this, this answer came faster for you than it normally would. And you feel that it's faded, but this was once a space of great divine power. Guys, listen, I know my prayers seem sort of casual, mm-hmm. but I'm saying this with all the authority vested in me by the captain as ship's cleric. We need to fucking wait, and then we'll have a better idea of what's going on. Sometimes, I know y'all think I just, like, make decisions, and I'm like, well, prayer. Nope. <laughs> not this time. Not those other times either, but really not this say, time. I was going to say, this time is the only time. And, uh, Captain, you don't really believe in such things. Yeah. And I know you kind of only made him ship's cleric because you knew that would kind of be his jam. How do you feel about all this talk about religion? I don't like it. <laughs> I, I like you, Captain. I believe in what I can see and what I can touch. Testify. <laughs> Sing it. This is the best. So Goblin Jr. comes out, and despite his you know normal, like the little spring in his step, he looks almost pensive, if a wolf can look pensive. Um, <laughs> he un- can. Yeah. He's visibly sweating. He looks at, at Butthole and is like, snarf, snarf, and kind of like gestures towards the temple. Well, he's back. So now the goddess says, follow the fucking wolf. Yeah, all right. All right, okay. so we're gonna we're gonna let him lead. Goblin Junior doing that thing dogs do, where they keep looking back to make sure you're following, kind of leads you all in. And you enter into the temple. You're just sort of led into a, a large central chamber. You could tell there used to be pools on either side. Obviously, now they're overgrown and dry. There's you know chunks missing from the ceiling, so there's there's light coming in. You can definitely see tools and stuff around where people have chipped at the walls and you know dug through things. You see a couple like broken secret passages that have clearly been busted into, mm-hmm. raided. You see you know classic Indiana Jones spike trap off to one side that's got like one skeleton on it. You can see people have kind of written some graffiti around the skeleton, kind of joking about uh, the misfortune that befell it. I'm pretty nervous, so I'm like new shield out, warhammer in hand, moonlight bringer is glowing. And I'm like just muttering prayers to Moonhammer under my breath and just sort of gently farting the yep. whole time. You step out into a large central chamber. You can tell it's sort of directly under where the, the sort of the flat part on top would be. Mm-hmm. It's a large chamber seems to be where there'd be a speaker at the front. You could hold large rituals here. You could hold large gatherings. And on the far wall carved into ancient, ancient stone under vines and trees is the symbol of Moonhammer. Whoa. <laughs> And I look at Goblin Jr. and I'm like, this? this is- and Goblin Jr.'s like, snarf. <laughs> Even Goblin, Goblin Jr. is like, look, I know our God's made up, but this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to walk into the center of the shaft of light in the middle of the room, just facing that symbol. And then I'm just going to like stare at it for a minute. And then as I continue to pray and fart and fart and pray and Moonlight Bringer is in my hand, I'm just going to slowly step towards it and then reach out a hand and just with all of my faith and belief sort of touch the symbol. The symbol lights up blue. Your eyes light up blue. And for just the briefest second, you catch a glimpse of the goddess you remember seeing back when you were hit on the head on the battlefield. Oh, those many years ago. And then suddenly you're blasted away from the wall. Like it doesn't hurt you. You just kind of skitter back and the symbol fades. Holy shit. You get one point of stank. Oh, nice. And I turn to Quinny and I go, fucking see? No. (laughs) I love you, but I hate you. (laughs) I want to search the whole temple. I'm looking for murals. I'm looking for any symbols. I'm looking for any paperwork. Like literally anything I can find anywhere that gives more of a hint of the history of anything. You don't find anything that really suggests anything else. Again, it's been picked over. It's like um, anytime you go into like an old Greek temple and just... You can see like a leg or an arm and you can tell there's beautiful things that used to be there, but they've been worn away or chipped away. This place has been picked clean. Are we sure that we're going to find anything here to help us fight ghosts? I mean... It looks like no. If this really is your mecca or whatever, can you use this temple to like bless our pirate weapons or something? It's reaffirmed my faith, so I can use that to bless the weapons, but I think this place is sort of tapped out. Tapped out. Yeah, like like it's it was passing on energy, and then I'm sort of like the last scion of the religion to absorb the entirety of the faith to then spread it to the world. That's convenient. Listen, it's hard to be the chosen one, <laughs> but it's it's the cross that I bear. I can tell you it's especially hard uh, adventuring with the chosen one. Well, do you know what? It's hard adventuring with, with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, only nicer. So uh, having uh, figured out that uh, there's not really too much else that uh, you can obtain in the temple... You head out, night's beginning to fall. It's been a long day of jailbreaks and uh, religious revelation. You can go back to town and do things, or you can set out in search of the ghost ship. 
that beholder pirate could still be on this island. I think we should get out of here. My only concern is we st- we don't have any silver weapons. We don't have anything that can take like 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 we can go to a ghost ship. But I'm like, listen, I've learned how negotiating goes on these fucking pirate ships, and it's bad. Let's take stock here for a second because you are someone who can use radiant light. Ooh, I'll bless a ship on the trip. I got some ideas. Let's do this. Do you want to go to the uh, the drift quote unquote? borrowed stuff and see if we can just take a haul of silver and melt it down and make cannonballs out of it or something. Quinny, I feel like we're connecting on a good level here. I'm going to listen to you. Let's go. Thank you, Captain. Now, when you come into town, are you just like trying to sneak in? Like, what are you doing? I don't really plan on paying for this stuff. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) We've already gone to the prison, killed some guards, busted some people out. I don't think we have much more of a welcome. Well, they don't know that was us. That was just people in the dark. That is true. They don't know that it was us. Fair enough. I've also got a bunch of gold. What? This gold? Oh, to, to actually buy it? Yeah. That makes me feel much, dirty all over, group. Alan. That how is much, so gross that you much, would even suggest that. How much gold do you have? Like 175 pieces. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it from um, the little guy's bed. What little guy? The gnome, the gnome butler? Yeah. Yeah, our gnome butler friend. You've had that much gold on you for like nine months plus <laughs> X many days? Hey, you know what? It was a really busy time. There's a lot of shit going on. I had to be a lawyer. I wasn't fucking prepared for that, all right? My short-term memory wasn't working that great, all right? I meant to give it to everyone, just forgot. You know what? Kind of proud of you for not doing it. Do you know what? Well, I'm giving it to you now. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of proud of you for standing good. up for yourself. Because you want to know what, Alan? Sometimes you just seem to go with it, you know? Because you're like, <laughs> li- live and let live. You make things easy. I mean, Quinny and I are both strong personalities, and you've just got to kind of bend like a reed. But now you're standing hmm. up for yourself. You're killing it. And I mean, you've always been terrifying. But now you're terrifying and cool and certain of yourself. And I'm proud of all all that shit for you. And you're not really aware of it. And that's kind of like the stealth thing that I'm talking about, where you're like, it's cool that you don't think it's awesome. It's like we're both your dads. That's so confusing to me. It's like we're both your dads and you're a little bit more like both of us now. And it's beautiful watching you grow up. I'll give you a point of inspiration, Alan. Condescension aside, I take that as <laughs> Yeah, you mostly take that as, as thinking to yourself, like, if this is what guidance sounds like, I think I'm doing pretty yeah. good because I'm a lawyer. <laughs> okay, so... We didn't really answer your question earlier. No, you sure didn't. I was about to, to ask do. again. So, uh, so far, you haven't actually properly been into town uh, right. rather than sneaking in to get material for sales and, and that sort of thing. Should we bring some dudes again? Do we still have Slutty Dave with Well, us? Slutty Dave's first mate, but we could probably bring Slim Jim or Stinky Pete is available. We might have to just buy this stuff as much as I hate to say it because I'm pretty sure an we, island of pirates is going to have a store that's pretty thief-proof. Yeah, and I think we've raised enough red flags around here. Yeah. Even if people don't know it was us. I'm thinking we might also want to bring a bigger gang of dudes to just carry a shitload of silver to the boat. If only yeah. you had a mule. <laughs> like the pirates would have kept the fucking mule. <laughs> I just I just mean your mule. We just miss I hot know, ass. I know. I miss. Listen, I'm bitter because I miss hot ass, and that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, so you're just going to approach the store. If that's cool with you, Alan, it's your money still. No, it's our money. You approach the store. It's late. You know, it's getting near closing time, but you see a great commotion inside. It seems like there's a, a lot of stuff going on. It's very busy. And uh, as you approach the door, the door swings open, and you see someone just being like, "Yep, no, you gotta, you gotta get it downtown." Yeah, they need, they need a lot of it. It was pretty big, from what I understand. And then uh, as you come in, the shopkeeper's like, "Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, we're uh, we're working on the funeral." What funeral? Funeral? Where have you guys been? Definitely not Dead Man's Drop. That's good. I mean, if you're a Dead Man's Drop, you wouldn't be here, right? Yes. Because you'd be in jail. Yes. And then he like winks knowingly, because like. This is definitely quote quote borrowed stuff. Yeah, like yeah. game recognizes game. He's like, <laughs> this guy gets it. And then he looks at the captain. And he's like, she really gets it. And he looks at Alan. And he's like, I suspect you get it too. Looks at butthole. He's like, you make me uncomfortable. I think you're honest. But these guys, I think they 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 know what's up. I'm just petting my giant armored wolf. <laughs> yeah, didn't you hear? You know that captain, you know, the big one, lots of eyes. Yeah, they found him dead a couple days ago. I'm sorry, what now? Kazrad? Yeah, yeah, that was his name. Kazrad, big dude. Uh, lots of eyes, but no main eye. He showed up for the parlay. No one saw him for a couple days. So went and checked the place he rented out. And he was just dead on the ground. Starting to rot. Cool. Yeah, that guy well, was that a dick. Works well, for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know the most fucked up thing is? They said it was like he'd been dead for years. Wait, what? Whoa. Started to decompose immediately. It was crazy. They haven't seen anything like it. That's why we're getting all, all the material we can. We gotta wrap the thing. Because it's really starting to stink up the morgue. Hmm. I'm sure that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, what's it to you guys? It's not like he enslaved you for years, right? <laughs> 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 Do 
you have any silver <laughs> for a price? <laughs> it's just immediately back to, to business mode. Right. So yeah, so it shows you in and there's a bunch of like stuff that's clearly been looted from nobles houses throughout. Think of silverware, possibly that a gnome would polish. Right. Uh, if one were alive or in a bag. Sorry, um, one second. Are you okay? <laughs> I also have 197 silver pieces. You know what? We're good. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, no. I, let's yeah, let's know, take a look around. We got, we yeah. got cannonballs and shit to deal yeah, with. Yeah. How much silver do you have? And he kind of looks at all of you and he's like, uh, <laughs> going hunting ghosts, huh? As long as it comes with a discount, yes. doesn't come with a discount, but uh, I think I know what you need. So he goes and gets like plates and stuff, basically large silver, so no, no, nothing small, yeah. stuff that you could melt down pretty easily. I said, listen, uh, you know, we, we've got a furnace in back, too. For an extra price, I could uh, could melt this down for you. What's the total going to tally up to here? How many silvered cannonballs do you want? I'm not going to make that call on my own. What What do you think we need? As many as we can. So what's a cannonball cost, and then what's like a bulk discount? Like, listen, we know how negotiation works. If we tell you how many we want, then you're going to pick a price. we got to find some fair middle ground. So it's up to you to make the offer here, buddy. I'll give you four silvered cannonballs. We'll melt them and coat them at 450 Well, I'd say let's do five for 100 We know the first offer always. I Listen, I watched that touring play called Pawn Stars. Oh. Uh, and I'm aware of how sharp these markups are. You know what kills me? My ex was the one who wrote that. It's about me. Fuck. Well, do you know what? Me, me I know. and my, my store associate Chumley over here. <laughs> Listen, let's not talk about Chumley. His crimes make me uncomfortable. Um, Didn't follow the story that far. That's unpleasant. <laughs> hey, Chumley, you're fired. <laughs> okay, cool. So we helped you with your staff. And I'd say, honestly, uh, like five, five balls for 100 seems like a pretty fair deal. You still get a solid markup. We'll pay in cash. We walk away. I'll do it for 125 only because the labor to actually make the cannonballs is going to be a big pain in the ass. Why don't we do six for 130? We acknowledge the labor. It covers the materials. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. Cool. I like that. Now, can I also interest you in this Elvis bust? What's yeah, Elvis, Elvis being the, well, he's a famous uh, Elvish an singer. Bust? He's the Elvish <laughs> god of rock and roll. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's trying to get you in on a big deal. Obviously, you don't want it. Uh, he's a little bummed out, but honestly, Pawn Stars. Buyer beware. So, um, yeah, he'll do that. He'll have those ready for you in the morning. All right. Do we want to spend the rest of the day looking into that whole corpsified beholder situation? After Mudbutt's dad, I've learned with corpses of things you're afraid might be undead, burn it. <laughs> burn it to nothing. <laughs> so I would say, let's go destroy a corpse. The butthole fart story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll back butthole up on this one. There is potential for that to get to much, much back. worse if you if you leave it. All right. Well, then it's let's sort go of deal like a boil, it. you know. It just gets bigger. <laughs> I don't know very much about boils. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a boil. Burn it. <laughs> Burn it to nothing. Sound <laughs> medical advice. The town morgue is close to the refined gentlemen because that's where they get most of their business. <laughs> it's also part of one of the garrisons in town. So, you know, there will be guards mm. uh, nearby, but not necessarily on the morgue itself. What time are we looking at now in the day if we've it's, kind of done some it's, business? It's and night. It's night. Proper night. Good time you guys for are sneaking into a morgue. You, you've been up for, for a while, but uh, probably hit this before you hit the hay. How would you like to approach sneaking into the morgue? What's the guard situation like around the morgue itself? Think of the morgue as being attached to probably like a small guardhouse mm. um, just because it was a city building. So it was more convenient to have them all in one place. The guards are more concerned with patrolling the streets than they are with guarding the morgue. Okay. So there aren't a lot of corpse fuckers in this town. Well, I mean, you know, they're just very polite. So if I sneak across the street first, unlock the door, open the door, that allows you guys to sneak straight into the building without having to, like, wait outside or anything. I'm shit at sneaking, so super. Let's go for it. All right. Totally. Quinny, you want to roll me a stealth check, please? 23. You manage to very quickly dart across the street, and you're going to try and uh, pick the lock on the door? Yes. Sure. Go ahead. 21. That'll do it. You swing the door open again. It's it's nighttime. The place isn't particularly well guarded. Inside, you can hear someone cleaning. You hear someone sort of like singing to themselves. But uh, are we separated by like another room? There's kind of like a, a small hallway, sort of a two door situation. There's sort of a receiving office on the right, but it's closed for the night. Then this seems like as good a spot as any for us to just all assemble anyway, and then quietly proceed inward. So I signal for the team to join me. You guys trying to stealth across or just going to join? Just going to glance until it looks like the coast is clear and then just dash over. Cool. Yep. Speed will be more my friend than stealth. (laughs) All right. So uh, you enter again. You can hear someone who sounds like they're sort of cleaning up in the, uh, for lack of a better term, I guess, preparation room. 
Okay. Where the body would be held. Shall we, everyone? Captain, listen, we have question marks about how many bodies we can leave in this morgue. We don't really know pirate town rules. Do we want to take the janitor alive? Are you worried about being seen? Do we need to ice this janitor? If this is a coroner, can we question them about their findings on the body? Okay, let's just take them alive right out the gate. Because we're in a morgue. I don't know if they're looking into it or if they're just getting him ready to be... Also, I don't know who this is. I'm I'm not that murder friendly of like innocent people and i'd imagine even on pirate island like the janitor might be a piece of shit but it's probably better than most of the pirates <laughs> so uh, you're going to attempt to take the person alive yes i think so yeah should we send in sneaky sneaky or should we just all bust in together and be like just sit down man i think if we outnumber him we can yeah. keep this nice and casual mm-hmm. all right so we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna stroll in i'm like everybody look cool and i open the door we walk in. Great. So you walk in and you see a, uh, a short female gnome in sort of a white lab coat who is, uh, you know, washing implements and stuff. And she kind of turns around in, in shock and is like, oh, uh, hey, you you can't be here. Well, this and situation here we are. begs to differ. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, listen, I don't know if you know where you are. Pirates stumble into here drunk all the time. Why don't we learn each other's names? So what's your name? My name is um, Agrin. Nice to meet you, Agrin. We're here to check out the body of Kazrad. The beholder. The blind beholder. Did the governor send you? Yes. Can you roll me a deception check? This is Butthole's laziest deception. Four. So the governor sent a notorious pirate queen who looks to be probably a mage, half-elf. I'm just smiling back. (laughs) Okay, yep, that's great. A stabby-looking halfling. Listen, Agron, I really appreciate when people are snide, but there are four of us, we're (laughs) armed, and we have a wolf. We'd like to see a dead body. I feel like this doesn't really need any more than that. Uh, You know what? This is still only the second worst thing that's happened to me today, so sure. Sure, you want to see a body? Fine. I mean, I'm kind of curious now. Yeah, yeah but we also fir- want to know the first thing happened to you today. <laughs> she holds up one of her hands and she's missing two fingers. I'd also like to know who did that, just because, you know, on the way out, <laughs> I like you. Well, thanks. That's awfully kind of you. There's a uh, town drunk called Bitey. Did not come by the name by accident. Bit my fingers off. <laughs> oh, shit. Do you know what? Just because I appreciate your cooperation, I'm going to start that out for you on my way out of town. <laughs> you know what? That's great. And she kind of like turns to the body because then that like awkward habit that uh, TV corners have. She's like, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, so I like, like this gnome. <laughs> like, so, uh, all right. So we all like each other. Yeah, that's great. So you're as curious as, uh, as we are about this strange beholder body, hey? Have you already had a look at him? Yeah. So she goes and gets her notes. The thing's too big to fit into any of the drawers. So it's just like sitting on a slab. And she has to unwrap it because it's been wrapped for stank, mm. which I know won't be a problem for butthole, but for the rest of you might be. Yeah. She's like, so I've never obviously examined a beholder because they're, they're so extraordinarily rare. But this one is particularly strange, as you can see. And, like, um, Kazrad looks terrible. Like, he, he looks like he was buried years ago and dug up and put on this slab. Like, just mm. rotting through. You can see bone. Like, the skin's really deflated. She's like, I've never seen anything like it. When they found him, he was already deeply decomposed. And, honestly, it looks like it looks like he's been dead for years. When did he get found? People found him uh, right before the parlay. He apparently, they, people saw him come ashore took his usual lodgings at a barn just outside of the town. And when he didn't show up for the parlay, they sent some guards to look for him. And uh, his own guards were still standing guard outside the door. But when they went inside, this is what he looked like. Do you think there might be some necromancy involved here? Is that a question for the rest of the panel just or for que- Just a question for well, the uh, room. Friend Wizard, I mean, you're the one with the power, the power okay. of voodoo. Is there any, can I sense anything? Uh, roll me an arcana check, please. 24 total. You get a sense of certainly magical energies, but they don't feel necromantic to you. Have you learned anything from like jamping her up, anything like that? Have you tried to eat one of the eye stalks? You know, no, I haven't. Um, a colleague of mine was uh, was embedded with some rangers once, though, and so that is an odd habit some of them have. I'm a vegetarian, actually. This, uh, That's pretty progressive of you. Good for you. Yeah, you know, we gnomes, we, we, we like to have fun. <laughs> So Have fun. Become a vegetarian. <laughs> I'm a gnome. And a coroner. Have fun. That's that's her story. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good work, team. This episode is brought to you by Colossal. One of the things we love about our podcast, that anybody loves about our podcast, is a chance 
to keep track of your game forever, to have a record of what happened, to have a record of the story you're telling. And one of the other things we know is a really tricky thing for listeners is how do you find a TTRPG, which we know you love because you're listening to this, that lets you have your own adventure? It can be really tricky to pull a group together. It can be really tricky to find a DM, find other players, be able to tell that kind of story that's going to stick with you forever. And that's why we are very excited to tell you about Colossal, an any award-winning solo journaling RPG powered by a standard deck of playing cards. That's right, you will be able to explore a truly massive castle with rooms the size of continents and write a diary of your adventures as you go, chronicling your character's grand saga. It doesn't require anything more than a rule book and a deck of cards you get to stalk through the room lands. There are multiple starting classes where you can create your own character. The whole book is illustrated in a comic book, Studio Ghibli, Legend of Zelda style of artwork, and the third expansion, The Dungeons, just came out so you can go underground and go through dungeons while exploring Colossal. So we highly recommend you check it out. Colossal.com, C-O-L-O-S-T-L-E.com for all the expansions, books, and various other fun add-ons for your Colossal adventure. I can't wait to hear about the story that you get to tell. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Snarf, 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 snarf. Wait, Goblin Jr., slow down. You're not wearing your translation amulet. Oh, hey, that's much better. Hi, I'm Goblin Jr., uh, beloved wolf companion of the Dum Dums and Dragons crew. And uh, listen, if you're enjoying our adventures, our, our snarfy fun, uh, you know, the adventures of, of Butthole and Quinny and Alan and Juniper and Bucky and all the rest, well, uh, listen, you'd really be doing us a solid if you'd go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. And hey, you know, if you want to help us on our adventures, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, you can gain access to uh, Snarfy Discord and talk to all sorts of other fans about the shows. Uh, and you know, it just goes up from there. You can get ad-free feeds. You can uh, add your own characters. Uh, hell, you can even make an NPC at the $25 level. And you get your name in the credits at the end, which is which is a lot of fun, I'm told. Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know too much just being a wolf and all, but uh, what I do know is if you enjoy our adventures as much as uh, me and the crew like going on them, well, Patreon's a great way to help out. Uh, anyway, I'll uh, see you around, and I'll take this stupid amulet off. Snarf, 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 snarf. This episode is brought to you by the Reslayer's Take. Friends, it's Ryan here, and I am very excited to be introducing you to a new series. If you're looking for a new all-ages tabletop role-playing adventure, you need to check out Critical Role's latest podcast, The Reslayer's Take. Taking place in the fantasy world of Critical Role, Exandria, you'll be guided through the wild continent of Isilra, home to some of the most dangerous creatures. Here, the Slayer's Take is the most notorious monster hunting group in the realm. But when this group's previously slain creatures start returning from the grave, it's up to six misfit mercenaries to band together and re-slay these supernatural threats as the Re-Slayer's Take. This party is led by a duo of game masters, George Primavera and Nick Williams, with the main cast including Jasmine Bular, Jasper William Cartwright, Caroline Lux, and Jasmine Chong. So go check out the Re-Slayer's Take. Listen to new episodes every Monday anywhere you stream podcasts. She did cut open uh, the Beholder, and with her experience, she's actually seen some necromantic stuff, and this feels similar to her. It looks similar, but again, she's seen people who have been raised, and that doesn't seem to be what this was. So do you know anything about, like, immortal ghost boats? I've seen the results, but, you know, a lot of pirates die in the waters around the island. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if there were ghosts out there. Any follow-up questions, Captain? Do we think this could have had anything to do with us taking over the ship? I would say 100% yes. Yeah, that would be my guess, too. Uh, 
how long have you been working here? Uh, uh, years. So you've probably seen old uh, Kazrad before. I've certainly heard of him. I mean, I'm usually here. There's certainly enough murder go right. around that uh, okay. you know, I don't get out much. You know his ship is crazy, right? With like bones and all that. Interestingly, uh, I was born on this island. I've never left it. Um, oh, shit. Don't like the sea. What if, because we took over that ship and it ran away, which was one thing, but it went totally fucking nuts after you killed that wizard. I mean, I left her for dead, but I didn't kill her. Well, now I'm her unconscious. twice as worried. <sighs> Do you know what? I don't think we're going to find out much with this body. Hey, yeah. can we just burn this? <laughs> she looks at you guys, looks at the body, looks at like the tremendous stack of paperwork about how to figure out where to like bury it and everything else. She's like, that would be so nice if you don't mind. And she drops her keys and she's like, oops, I didn't see it. Didn't happen. Random follow-up question before you leave, Agrin, but like... Clearly, the security here blows if someone bit your hand off earlier today, and it seems like you're doing a lot of paperwork. I'm imagining your skills could transfer over to the medicine world. Our ship doesn't have a doctor. <laughs> we sort of got a crew. We got a sick new boat. Have you met the, the sea witch, Captain hey. Roberts? We got a job we could offer you. She's like, you know, I always heard tale of a mighty pirate queen. And while I would certainly never serve under any of the oafish captains I've seen, particularly that fool with his big red and yellow boat. Oh, my Bumbershoot. God. He's the worst. Yeah, he's just, just the worst. But uh, to an serve asshole. under the sea witch, well, I think that might be an adventure worth having. So she, like, packs up her little, like, gnomish kit. She writes, I quit. And uh, stamps it. She goes, I serve with your pleasure, Captain. Amazing. Welcome aboard. Why, thank you. That so, makes pretty convenient. We can just burn this building down. That was what I was going to say. That was it. <laughs> Quinny, we've never been more on the same page. So we find all the flammable stuff in the corners all of All that paperwork. Can, can I do this one, please? Absolutely, yes. Would you like us to put accelerant around, or do you just want this to be pure Allen? Just pure Allen, please. All right. And well, I think we should all vacate the building first. <laughs> all this checks out. So we're, we're going to fuck off across this, like, to, to prime viewing distance. I'm going to take out my mug. And I bang it on the ground so it fills, fills with, with ale. Yep. And I just sort of like take out some extra cups, whatever people have, and we all get a drink to like toast and do like a cool drinking while the building explodes <laughs> thing. And through the open door, I just cast fireball right into the middle of that building. The building erupts in a tremendous fireball. All the windows get blown out. Um, you hear screams from the other side of the wall because it was attached to a guardhouse. <gasps> Whoops. <laughs> um, that is the roof collapse. You see guards throwing themselves out the windows and rolling around um, and crying for help. So classic Alan. <laughs> yeah, I look, I, look, I look to the captain and I'm like, it's pure Alan. <laughs> and the coroner's like, perhaps we should go. <laughs> Great. Just to save time on the way to the boat, can you lead us to Bitey? She's like, today's a strange day. <laughs> a couple minutes later, um, you find yourself in an alley just like near. Well, you know, the, the small apartment she kept before. She's, you know, she goes to collect her stuff. But uh, she's like, yeah, every day I walk past this alley and every day he tries to steal whatever I'm bringing with me. So she points at him. She's like, that's the guy. And you see a guy with, like, a tremendous overbite. He has incredibly good-looking teeth. Like, these are mighty teeth. Mm. But the rest of him looks real scary. Listen, Doc, don't care for a guy who picks on gnomes. And you're sort of on Team Us. But I want to give you some options because I'm not a murder-first guy. I mean, that's an option, and this is your call. You know, punishment fits the crime. The other option, bloodier, arguably more painful, but leaves a guy alive. We can just bring you those teeth. So what are you feeling? And we'll make it happen. In addition to being a ship's doctor, I suppose I could also study to be the ship's dentist. And then she leaves to go get the stuff from her apartment. I look at Quinny, and I'm like, game time? Let's do it. <laughs> so we approach the alley. Three bloody minutes later, uh, you come out of the alley with a fistful of teeth. <laughs> Quinny, this this isn't your first rodeo with teeth. <laughs> I'm looking at Quinny aghast at how efficient that was. As uh, as the gnome comes out, she kind of looks down the alley and she's like, "Ooh, looks like we'll have to call you Gummy from now on." Then oh, uh, she uh, she bows to the captain and says, "Shall we to the ship, my captain?" We shall. And I give her a bag of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> And I give Alan a pat on the back for a job well done. In the distance, you hear the bells of, like, the, the volunteer firefighters rushing to the scene of the exploding morgue. And I look to the rest of us as we get on the dinghy to go back to the ship, and I go, guys, best part, no one knows we did any of this. I really just got caught up in the moment. I did not think about consequences Literally, for a second. Who would you say it was the heat of the moment? <laughs> Like, honestly, we could come back tomorrow morning for brunch and no one would have an idea. <laughs> I mean, not everything is, like, 
a guarded, important yeah, place. It's not all about us sometimes. <laughs> we, we need These to do have lives to live. More of this need to evolve around everywhere. Us. <laughs> we went to the criminal land and did things the way we should have done them in the normal land. I'm learning a lot as a pirate. Why did I do that? Anyways. <laughs> because it was cool. <laughs> it was, and then right? it was scary, yeah. which is, I would say, oh. your MO. <laughs> I know it didn't seem like those nine months affected me. I think they did. <laughs> I didn't know you could get darker, but it happens. And I'm sort of proud of you. You uh, you get back to the ship. You're all exhausted. It's been a hell of a day. Yeah, we got a lot done. Um, so you turn in for the night with the idea to seek out the pirate ship, the ghost, well, the pirate ship. Everyone's a pirate today. <laughs> seek out the, uh, the ghost ship in uh, the morning. You're going to wait till the evening when it's spooky. What do you want to do? While I'm resting up, I would like to finally look over these documents myself that I have mm-hmm. um, and look into them. You roll me uh, an investigation check, please. Yeah. Total of nine. A lot of them seem to be uh, somewhat coded messages, mm-hmm. but what you're able to ascertain is simply that Kazrad was in contact. He'd been contacted by representatives of the Unseen Hand mm-hmm. who seemed to be offering assistance and backup in support of his cause in exchange for a steady influx of slave labor. These guys are everywhere. thought we'd be safe at sea. So while we're still more, like, we'll go get our silver cannonballs in the morning uh and then what i'm going to spend my time doing kind of as we're parked and then as we travel i'm going to go out to like the prow where we probably have the classic kind of ram uh and i'm just spending my time blessing as much of this ship as i can like carving the symbol of moon hammer into stuff praying if we've got any sort of like paint or oil like like probably some paint or some shit paint like that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like i would be blessing the paint and then painting it over the symbols and carving the symbols and all that stuff so i'm starting with the ram and then the exterior parts of the ship that i want to try to protect and then once we go underway, I'm actually going to go through and chisel the symbol of Moonhammer into every fucking cannonball I can get my hands on. Oh, I guess the next day, since, again, you said, like, no one knows we did any of this, we just sail, like, row back into town and pick up our shipment of silver cannonballs. Oh, it's a breeze. <laughs> it's a breeze. Yeah, you walk in and, uh, again, like, the store, they're running out of black fabric for funerals because, <laughs> you know, there, there were several deaths in the night. The, the, the coroner's missing, but, I mean, like, you know, for borrowed goods, yeah, it's, a, it's a good business day. Yeah, it's a hell of a... Crazy yeah. thing. Anyway, goodbye. Um, you can tell the uh, <laughs> the tone in the town has shifted, though, um, because over the past few days, with the death of a pirate captain and then this random explosion, like people are starting to get pretty twitchy. Bumbleshoot was apparently wandering around asking where his boat was uh, a few days ago. <laughs> he seems to have disappeared now, but like the tone has shifted. It's gone from being like, everything's fine, to being like, nothing's okay right now, mm-hmm. but what are you going to do? Leave. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. So uh, you get your cannonballs. That's fine. Um, you pick them up. I'm going to keep carving symbols into fucking cannons. Yep. Into people's Alan, if you could uh, take down that uh, you spent the money for the 130 for the cannonballs. Done. Captain, are there any other things you'd like to do before you set sail for adventure? I don't think so. I think we've made our mark. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. So you set sail. Quinny, can you please roll me a navigation check? So that's a uh, 23. You know, between the collective knowledge of the crew, you, they're able to kind of indicate where the drifts are. You kind of remember passing them a couple times as well. Uh, so you're able to make it to them very easily. So uh, you take the ship southeast. So eventually you arrive at the drifts. And truly, if Alan's fog was one thing, like this is next level weird. You know, when you've, you're on an airplane, you fly through cloud cover and you just mm-hmm. have those weird pockets where you can see perfectly but then there's other pockets where it's just completely blurred out. It's incredibly hard to navigate. Interesting, okay. Uh, there's a reason ships avoid this when they can. Quinny, you're on navigation, correct? I'm at the helm. Butthole, you're standing by with Agrin as medics? Yeah, I'd say we're probably, we're, we're there as medics, and we're probably near the cannon crews because we're most likely to get hit midships or have people go down there. Mm-hmm. Alan, you're in your magician's perch? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Cool. And uh, Captain, you're, I assume, up with Quinny at the at the helm? Mm-hmm. Slutty Dave will be <laughs> probably standing by as well at the helm with the two of you. Yes. Stinky Pete and Slim Jim are uh, on the cannons. Does the half-orc lady who really pissed me off have a name, <laughs> by the way? You haven't talked to her since you brought her back that and put her right. in a that room. Sounds, <laughs> no, that's, that tracks. Meals yeah. have been brought to her, but... Um, okay. So I go down, and I bring her out, and I'm like, okay... Listen, as a cleric, it's my job to mediate conflicts on the ship. Let's have a talk. Quinny, what's your problem with... What's your name? Uh, <laughs> my name's Lassen. Quinny, what's your problem with Lassen? She jumped with me out of a cage like 100 feet in the air and almost caused Alan and myself to die. That seems like a problem. 
Lassen, are you going to do that again? No, of course not. I misunderstood. I heard the flying wizard say to the fat man to jump, and then I thought I heard her tell me to jump as well. I saw no harm from him falling. I assumed the same would be true for me, and it was. My faith was rewarded. Listen, she's not going to do it again. Quinny, you're fine. I think we've solved this. Thank you. All right, so come on I just on look out. at her and I say, just, oh, no, I'm not there. Never mind. The echoes of our voice can be heard yeah. up at the howdah. Yeah. Don't assume. There you go. Don't assume, because when you assume... It makes Quinny lock you in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) I take her over and I introduce her to the cannon crews. And then I walk her up and I'm like, Slutty Dave, the cannon crews seem to be full. We got everybody knowing what they're doing there. Why don't you shadow Slutty Dave? Just sort of like be there. You can learn the ropes and then we'll figure out where to put you later. That'll be the captain's job. I would say you probably resolved that and congratulated yourself too quickly for me and like left before I could like take my shoe off and whip it at one of you. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Frustration. I'm just like... Son of a bitch. I can't get away from the wheel, especially like, in this also, fog. So keep I an, eye, come keep an eye on Quinny. He's super talented. And if anything happens to him, we'll need another pilot. Okay. I've got your back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super satisfied. At and some walk point, away I'm going to tell you to jump it. off the ship. But don't worry. You'll be fine. Oh. I don't think that's true. <laughs> um, your faith will be rewarded. Captain, can you please roll me a perception check as you search? And I'll give you a plus five for using your telescope. Um, okay. But uh, you're looking for the pirate ship or the ghost ship. 26. You're kind of searching, and again, the, the sight lines are absolutely terrible. And then all of a sudden, you hear something almost like a deep final sigh. And out of one of the pockets, you just see the prow of this ship just covered in rags and tatters. And it's uh, it's bearing down on your ship. How far away is it? We're going to talk in nautical distances, though. It were just our regular move distance for ease of gaming. Mm-hmm. So it's probably about uh, the equivalent of 50 feet away. Slim Jim and I start making sure they're loading like a round of silver cannonballs yep. into the cannons on that so side. So in terms of the angles you're at, it looks like it's coming at a direct angle to pass you. So Broadside. Yeah, broadside rather than ram. That's good for cannon mm-hmm. fire. Yeah, let's well, get and, ready. And let's yeah. route gun. So we're just looking at the yeah. captain because the captain's got to give the orders. Let's go. All right. So What are you waiting for? <laughs> the ship to catch up, I guess, so we can shoot it. So we're loading all the cannons, and then we're lining up the cannoneers from the other side with muskets, and they're just loaded up with, like, blessed rounds, mm-hmm. aiming to fire at the other crew. So you load your cannons, you're aiming them. The other ship's not fired yet. Let's hold, see what happens. Okay. We're on hold. I'm holding it steady. You hear from the other ship, Ahoy there. <laughs> Hi. Just a second. I'll put you through to the captain. Oh, uh, can I tell Cap- Captain? Hello? What ship is this? This is the the uh, the famed ghost ship uh, Passing Dream. Uh, what ship are you? I don't think we've seen you around here. We're a new ship. Oh. It's called the Sea Witch. The Sea Witch? Hey, hey, Boots. Boots. Yeah? I think I think your captain's here. What? And you see, like, a ghost of Boots come, like, <laughs> rushing over to the side of the ship. And he's like, oh, hey, captain. And he's, like, missing half his face. And he's kind of ghostly. But uh, otherwise, you know, he seems pretty happy. Boots, what's going on? Oh, I, I got half my face blown off. Okay. <laughs> I got half my face blown off and then uh, fell off the side of a ship and then I woke up here. And that's it? That, that's it. We've, How- been ha- we've been having a great time. And you're a ghost now. I am a ghost now. Yep. My guilty as charged. And he kind of like points at the hole in his head. He's like, ooh. <laughs> and everyone on the ship, you hear like chuckles and like people be like, ooh, <laughs> spooky. And then you hear the, the first voice be like, hey, all right, everybody calm down. We know how badly that usually goes for us. They, they could broadside us. Hey, um, hi, hi. I'm uh, I'm Captain uh, Arthas. Uh, this is my ship. You're probably wondering whether or not to try and re-kill us right about now. Mm-hmm. Please don't do that. Okay. It's really exhausting for us. It's probably exhausting for you. And honestly, our crew's pretty full right now. We don't want to have to kill you and then have you join the crew. It's really awkward and happens a lot more than you'd think. And here's some guy in the background who's like, well, you get over it. He's like, I'm your captain. Shut up. <laughs> What's your business in the drifts? Well, I was looking for boots. Oh, I just want to make sure he's okay. He's our best gunner. Do you want to come aboard? Want to catch up? Uh, we have ghost tea. It's like regular tea, but for ghosts. I will accompany you, Captain, if you want to go. Or if they want to come over here, where we know things are alive and stay alive when they're on a living ship boat. Do you have ghost tea? I mean... Do you know what? You bring the tea, <laughs> and I'll conjure up a spectral tea kettle. That seems reasonable to me. To your surprise, kind of like a rotted gangplank gets thrown over the side of the boat. 
However, as soon as it hits the side of your ship, it starts to smoke and fizzle uh, as it hits the uh, inscribed runes of Moonhammer. Ah, crap. Just a second, guys. Uh, <laughs> and I get like a like a, some sandpaper and I just run around and I just sort of like sand off the symbols to make like a path to the captain's quarters. And I'm going to take a wild guess that Captain Roberts didn't let me into her quarters. Absolutely not. mark it up. <laughs> so, and then I, I, I like grab some of the extra cloth from the shitty old sails we have and I lay it like a red carpet and I'm like, after you, don't leave the carpet. <laughs> Over the side of the ship comes sort of a, um, he's the thinnest dwarf you've ever seen um, and he seems to be the uh, the captain of the ship. He basically looks like an undead Captain Crunch. Like he's got like the arm <laughs> epaulets. He's wearing like a real jaunty jacket. One of his legs is missing, but nothing replaces it. It just kind of like floats there. It's very like a, a sort of Harry Potter ghosts keep the damage they took in life kind of business going on. Okay. He has like a classic hook hand. He seems to just sort of like scratch behind his head as he comes down. He's got a really fucking cool hat. It doesn't have a, like a dead dragon head on it, but it's, it's pretty reasonable for, for a ghost hat. Uh, and he's accompanied by Boots, uh, who comes along behind him, as well as just, a, you know, a, a guy who seems to be his first mate, a tall elf who... Um, has like a hole in the middle of him and looks like he has like a bite out of his leg who uh, is carrying a tea set. Seems normal. And okay. then I just yell, attention, and everybody on the ship salutes. <laughs> and Goblin Juice like, snarf, snarf, snarf. The parrot's like, snarf. Um, <laughs> and does a little parrot salute. Um, so uh, yeah, so the uh, the ghosts come aboard your ship and this is this is just new for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, they come into your quarters Captain Arthur says, oh, and uh, before I forget, uh, and he, he calls forward his first mate, and he said, um, we found these on the wreck of your old ship. Sorry we weren't able to recover more. And they pull out two very kind of like waterlogged candles, but you recognize them from your old uh, <laughs> cabin. You said, you know, I always hoped that you hadn't gone down with the ship. And when you didn't show up on our ship, we kind of thought that maybe you'd made it. But anyway, we kept these just in case. It's a true honor to meet the Sea Witch. You filled so many crew positions on our ship with your kills. And uh, he uh, presents you with the candles. Well, thank you. Thank you for bringing these back oh, to you're me. You're most welcome. So, Boots, are you okay? Are you happy here? Honestly, Captain, this ship has been great. As you know, I've always lived for the sea, and uh, then I died for the sea. And you know what? Most of the people on board did, too. We've got a few bad eggs, but, you know, we, we handle them in our own way. i got to tell you, it's a, it, it's a pretty good life. Afterlife. And they're all like, <laughs> common mistake, Boots. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm still learning. <laughs> he's like how and and you captain um last we saw you uh you went overboard off the, the the sea witch what what happened to you well i was able to disguise myself as a man and oh the classic yeah. robert's trick yeah i mean there's very little difference in appearance between a male and a female <laughs> tiefling so honestly it's pretty easy <laughs> well i mean <laughs> I'm like writing notes about tieflings in my book. <laughs> and uh, what about Green Greenbeard and Slim Jim? But they're here. What? And then Greenbeard and Slim Jim kind of like peek their heads around. And they're like, "Hey, boots, ghost boots," and he's like, "Yep." Hmm. But they they respect the captain's quarters, so they kind of like back off afterwards. Well, shit. I mean, <laughs> we were here to rescue you, but it seems like you're doing okay. Yeah, you know, Captain, uh, I, I never thought I'd be as happy on another ship, but, you know, I gotta say, uh, as a ghost, this is pretty good. Listen, why, why were you looking for me? Like, what, what's going on? Getting the crew back together. We have a new ship. We ha I have Greenbeard. I have Slim Jim. And we wanted you to come back with us, but... Well, you know, and he holds up his hand. He's like... Ghost hands. <laughs> Arthur says, uh, Boots, you, you can't really leave the ship. And he's like, I, and I'm sorry, Captain. I'm, I think this is where I want to stay. All right. Well, I respect your decision. Well, thanks, Captain. You're a great captain. And Arthur's is like, I've heard that. And he kind of doffs his hat. And uh, he says, well, uh, I guess it was a pleasure to meet you, to meet you all. Um, <laughs> if there's nothing else, uh, I guess we'll, we'll just be on our way. Does anyone else have any questions for the ghosts? I, like, raise a hand in the corner, and I'm just like, hey, so we sort of were on this ship where the sail was made of bones, and then we knocked out a sorcerer, and the blind beholder who's running it apparently disintegrated and was a million. And when we tried to take it over, the ship started pulsing and then just drove itself away, and now we think it's going to kill us. Any info on that? All of Arthas's good humor drops. He says, I know that ship well. The Death Wind cost me my life. 
and that of my original crew destroyed my ship as well. Is that where you were held captive? Yes. Yeah, those fucking dickheads. I'm a ghost. They're monsters. You should know that the wizard nor the beholder ever held sway over that ship. It holds sway over itself. Did you not know? Nope. Hence the questions. Please continue. I will. (laughs) That's called a soliloquy. (laughs) The death wind is a being. The great whale, Moby Death. The largest whale the seas have ever seen. He hunts other captains in the guise of a ship. Did you not wonder how the ship could move on its own? Honestly, no. no. Magic was my answer. Yeah, no, it was just a big whale. Just a big, angry, sentient whale. It always takes on a different guise in order to control the ship. Sometimes it appears as a wizard. Sometimes it appears, I suppose, as a beholder. When he killed me, he was a tiny orc. Tiny orc captain. (laughs) But yes, he will hunt you to the ends of the earth, particularly now that you know his secret. Are you going after him? Well, we didn't really know his secret until right now, so I think, yeah, still we are. Well, we got it. Well, if he's coming after us. Yeah. I mean, hit, he hit, will. hit first, hit harder, right? Yeah, yeah. We should have picked up some harpoons. I'm going to be honest, Mr. Crunch. It's, it's great <laughs> to meet you, but like, we sort of geared up for a ghost fight, not a whale fight. So do you have any like tips? <laughs> I, I want to learn from your mistakes. I have a ship full of angry ghosts who would love to help kill a giant whale. Then oh, awesome. Nice. If you guys can exist that. in the drifts, how do we get the whale in here? Well, if you can lure him in, we can do battle in the drifts. My ship cannot leave the drifts, but if you can lure him here, we'll light that motherfucker up. All right, any tips on luring? He's an angry, vengeful creature, particularly if you stole from him his crew and his slaves. Did you steal his crew and his slaves? Well, I mean, we sort of were the slaves, and then we killed the we crew. We liberated the slaves. Yeah, and then we liberated the crew. Yeah, so yeah. he's going to yeah. be, yeah. be hella pissed. He has, like, one thing in this world, <laughs> and that's... Being this crazy ghost ship, and he's going to be pissed. So all you need to do is wait for him to find you, lead him back here. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go whale hunting. Guys, I want to fuck up a whale. Yeah. <laughs> Big stupid whale boat. <laughs> all right. Thanks. So um, he, what he basically tells you is that the death wind is likely to reappear in a matter of days. It always finds its target. That's why no one's ever been able to defeat it, because generally speaking, no matter where you go, it will find you. And that's partially because it's able to submerge, it's able to reappear. It's got all sorts of tricks up its sleeve. So he basically suggests that as long as you stay visibly off the coast of Crab Isle, it won't be long before the ship finds you. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Good evening, and welcome to Strange Air. I am your host, Malcolm Smith, and I'll be here for the next four hours taking your calls as we explore the outer regions of reality. Ten years ago, Malcolm Smith vanished from the face of the earth. One moment, he was on the air in the middle of a sentence, and the next moment, he was gone. People will believe anything. So, what do you think happened? I believe your father staged the whole thing. I believe your daddy was taken. Do you believe in miracles? I guess people believe what they want to believe. I believe I'll have a little more wine. It's time you heard the truth about your father! You're completely insane. Did someone hit you? Leave me alone! What's going on?! I'm going to find my father. Strange Air. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit strangeairpodcast.com for more information.